Welcome to the South Mims U podcast. In this episode, we're talking about social distancing, a concept that seems very new because of the COVID-19 pandemic, but is, in fact, not new at all. And it has more to do with a desire to get closer to nature or to God than fear of catching a terrible disease. Here at South Mims U, we have a dedicated department which studies social distancing, aptly named Social Distancing Studies, and it's been going a long time. Though, strangely, our Professor of Social Isolation, Bill Baldock, has not been seen for 13 whole years. He lives in a yurt somewhere in the Yorkshire Dales. But his able deputy is Simon Stiles, and he's going to speak to us via Zoom from, well, a very unusual and solitary place. I'll just call him up now. Uh, Simon? Simon, Simon, can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can hear you. Uh, oh, uh, c- could you tell our listeners uh, where you are right now? I'm looking down on the motorway, the M25, that great ring road around London, and it's pretty quiet right now. Uh, okay, but but you're not in a building, are you? I mean, describe your vantage point for us, please. I'm sitting on top of a 30-foot-high concrete column. A concrete column? Well, it was going to be a support for a new junction to the motorway, but it was never built. I rent it from the construction company. Okay, but but why are you up there? I am social distancing and self-isolating. But not because of the coronavirus, isn't that right? No, I've been up here for three months. Three months? You've, You've been living on a concrete column in South Mims, in the open air, for three whole months? I have. I am replicating the social distancing technique of St. Simeon Stylites. I have a basket which is on a rope and I lower it down to my students who fill it with provisions. But I'm only allowed the minimum of food, water and other consumables. And, and of course you have technology up there too or, or we wouldn't be able to talk. Yes, but it's temporary. A major motivation for living this way is to get away from media. Well, I can tell you, telephone and Wi-Fi reception is great up here. So, so all right then, so your students sent a device of some kind up in your basket so we could do this podcast, that's right, okay? Yes, they did. I have no power, so I can only speak until the battery runs out. Okay then, all right, explain what living on a concrete column has to do with social distancing. Well, you can't get much more distant than this, this six-foot square perch, I can tell you. And the point is to get closer to your true self. Or, if you're a religious person, to God, to a spiritual understanding of creation. And and do you think the forced self-distancing and self-isolation caused by the pandemic will make people more spiritual? I don't think it will, no. They'll just watch more Netflix. Or they rush to the shops to panic buy things they never needed in the first place. And they'll spend their time on social media sharing memes about dogs wearing surgical masks. <laughs> okay, but, but how do we make social distancing and self-isolation a positive? I mean, a learning experience for our souls. You can enlist on our social distancing studies course. Okay, and you can do that online, I suppose. 
Yes, but you can't study it at home. You have to, well, come and live on a column like me. Oh, are there enough columns? We have four free right now and we're planning on building ten more. You're going to build more? Why? Because there's, there's a demand. An increasing number of people want to distance themselves from the digital world, from social media, from the cacophony of consumerism. And the best place to do that, with complete rigour and discipline, is to live on top of a 30-foot high concrete column. Our service is called Living in Styleites. Get it? Living in styleites. Right, okay. A stylite is a column, right? That's the column. It's the Greek word for it, isn't it? Yes. We have a choice of the basic £300-a-week concrete column, which comes with a basket, a rope, and an iron railing you can lean on, as well as a basic daily menu of uh, sourdough bread, sardines, olive oil, and olives. Or, for the vegans, sourdough bread, hummus, olive oil, and olives. For £300 a week? It's a bargain. You also get a free anorak with the South Nims U logo on it. Okay, and is there more, uh, I don't know, a more luxurious stylite on offer? We have the marital column for honeymooners seeking the ultimate in social isolation. Uh, that's £400 for a two-week break and comes with a privacy screen for, well, well, isn't it a bit dangerous for two people to be restricted to a six-foot square piece of concrete at that height? We thought of that. Harnesses, strapping... So, sounds kinky. <laughs> well, much health and safety equipment is involved, you know. Hazmat suits, hazard tape, non-slip materials, that kind of thing. There's a whole subculture, H and double S. Which stands for... Health and safety sex. Obvious, but catchy. Anyway, we have basic railings and safety harnesses as standard. Our health and safety experts have done a risk assessment and they say the thing we have to fear the most is either a hurricane or an earthquake. These are very sound columns. Right, I see. And finally, we have the presidential column. It's a Doric column with a nine-foot square platform and a padded railing with an umbrella and a telescope. And you also get an enhanced basket menu with a link to a Just Eat delivery service, which can get anything you want from local eateries. And how much is that a week? Just £600, and that's a bargain. It sounds like a lot of money. It really isn't. You see, there are many people around the world who are willing to pay a lot of money to socially distance themselves from the digital world, which means not just from people, but from technology. In South Korea, there's a purpose-built prison where you can pay to be locked away from your phone and your computer for, well, however long you need to be isolated from technology. A prison? You mean a real prison? But it's run like a prison. You get a small, very basic cell, and you're not allowed out of it, except for two hours of exercise in a high-walled yard, and you get basic meals and facilities. But if you're paying to be there, can't you just walk out? Well, after you sign up for the service, you become an actual prisoner. A voluntary one, of course, but a prisoner nonetheless. Well, why didn't you set up one of those instead? I mean, instead of taking the stylite route? Because this is much more, more rigorous. It's an ancient tradition. In the 4th and 5th centuries AD, there was a real movement of monks into the wilderness. And the idea of becoming a hermit 
it regained popularity in the 1960s. An American Catholic monk and popular philosopher called Thomas Merton wrote at the time that becoming a hermit was perhaps the only intelligent response to a society which he called uh, a shipwreck from which each single person had to swim for his life to try and achieve a purity of soul. So isn't that bailing out of trying to actually improve that society? I mean, to stop it sinking, to keep, to keep the shipwreck analogy going? No, his point was that by retreating, by social distancing, self-isolating, they stopped themselves, quote, floundering in the wreckage and could gain a foothold on solid ground to get the perspective to save people around them. Oh, and that's what living on a column does. It helps you to pull everyone else up after you, does it? Yes, figuratively, not literally. It was the impulse which drove St Simeon to climb the column. So you'd, be you'd better explain who St Simeon Stylite actually was. Oh, of course. Uh, he was born near modern Aleppo in Syria in 390 AD and was, from the start, a man who wanted to punish his body and his spirit so that he could please God and atone for mankind's sins. He was so rigorous in his self-punishment that he was thrown out of a monastery by his fellow monks because he put them to shame. He tried being a hermit in the desert by living under a bush. He dug a deep hole and lived in that for a while. Then he tried a trench. And he then decided to stand up for three weeks in a barren wasteland. But people kept moving him on. OK, so, so then he, he found a column, did he? Well, he built a short one first. And then when people started to gather to watch him, just uh, sit on the stubby column, which might have been like six feet high, he decided to build upwards. And that's when he started to get famous. Right, so his self-isolation on a column attracted a lot of spectators. Well, it did, and he suddenly went from being an outcast and a madman to a saintly ascetic figure who was revered for his attempt to be totally alone, above the throng and sin of the world and closer to God. Well, what did he do? He added to the column. He got higher and higher, and he got more and more famous. Well, why did people stop thinking he was mad? Because they thought he was getting closer and closer to God the higher he went. You see, the idea of living on a stylite a column was not invented by Simeon. In fact, many people had done it for lots of different reasons. And it was believed that by going high, you replicated Christ on the cross, close to the heavens created by the creator of all things. But if the only effect of Simeon going higher was to attract more people down below, why didn't he just come down and try something else? He eventually did. Well, after how long? A few weeks, a month or two? Some say it was 37 years. 37 years? Yeah. He probably just couldn't build a pillar high enough to achieve enough social distance. OK, so, but your service... Living in stylite, yes. You, you, I mean, you're not expecting people to stay up on a column, the column that they rent or whatever, for, what, 37 years? You're not expecting that, are you? We're offering a 25-year mortgage on some of our columns. So you never know. You're joking, right? No, I'm not. I think this whole pandemic episode is going to increase the interest in social distancing and isolation. Add the fear of disease to the deleterious effects of digital, and you'll see the growth of a significant niche market for stylite living.
That's the name of our glossy magazine, which is decorating tips and advice for passing the time while you're living at height. Right, but what you're really talking about, Simon, is, is a radical ascetic need to socially distance yourself from society. It's not the same as what has been asked of us to control the pandemic, now is it? No, you're right, but it will serve the purpose of showing people that being distant from other people has a soothing effect on your nerves. It's good to be alone. To be able to think without being interrupted by inane conversations, to be free from the irritating alerts and digital nudges from the myriad devices we surround ourselves with. So you're not allowed a phone on top of this column? Definitely not. If you really need to get a message down, you can jerk the rope and one of our attendants will call up to you. You mean shout up to you? Yeah, it's a purely vocal form of communication. Once this recording is over, you, you, I mean, you'll send that device you're using back down in your basket, won't you? Yeah, until it's time for the next lecture. Of course, social distancing studies at a distance. Nicely put. Well, how many students do you have? Well, in the last few weeks we've had a lot of online registrations and there's quite a meme going around about what we're doing here. So you're signing up more people to study social distancing at a distance? We are. Uh, don't overuse that line. It's nice. It's not brilliant. Oh, well, sorry, sorry. There is a side effect, though. Oh, what's that? Like St Simeon in the 5th century, we're getting a little too popular. As I look down now, I can see a group of people staring up at me. Well, who are they? Well, I got quite popular with the local Jehovah's Witnesses, who seem to think we're a sign. I keep sending them the South Nimsia Prospectus to prove we're a university course, but they think we're holy. Are you holy? I am not holy! This is not about religion, this is about social distancing and positive self-isolation. Okay. Oh, um, uh, what? What was, what was that sound? Oh, uh, and the drones. Drones? It sounded like a huge swarm of hornets. An American Mormon church in Dawkins, Missouri, seems to think we're the modern holy men who understand the mysteries of life. Well, what are the drones doing? They film us, they hover, and images of us are sent back to their mega church where we're seen on a huge screen. I've shown them my bum a few times. <laughs> You've mooned the Mormons. I have. And they seem to love it. Go away! Fuck off! And there's a YouTube channel which sends up a drone to film us. They regularly get hundreds of thousands of views. Isn't that good? I mean, you can sell your Stylite lifestyle. That's a good point, but it's dangerous. They really aren't allowed to fly all those drones around here. Well, leave your perch then. No, no, no. We will not be forced to return to society. We have measured out the distance at which we want to live, and we will stay that distance. Well, I think the prison idea is a better one. I mean, you could build one in double quick time if you really wanted to. No, this is where I stand, and this is where I will stay. No drone will unperch me. Well, I admire your dedication. Oh, wait a minute. There's a particularly big drone heading this way. Go off! Stay away!
Simon? 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 Oh, oh dear. I think this is the point at which we need to end this podcast. Uh, But please, dear listeners, uh, be serious about your social distancing, but not too serious and don't go too far. Uh, Thank you for your attention and stay safe and well. Goodbye. I wonder what happened to him. Oh, God.